So the one episode that I miss, the one episode in, in almost two years that we've been doing this, and I miss episode 69. <laughs> This is 8-Bit, episode 70, She Didn't Have Curves, She Had Corners, on Sunday, March 16th, 2014, and now, probably Dr. Putnam. This episode is hosted by Ian Buck and Ian Decker. Well, I mean, Murphy's Law? I get... Dude, if Murphy were here, he wouldn't miss episode 69. I'm sure he would make sure that he was there for that. Oh, you never had Murphy, did you? Because you only took biology. Correct. Yeah, all right. Um, man. But yeah, so, innuendo show, always making, you know, dirty jokes, and episode 69, perfect opportunity. I think when, when I listened to it, I only noticed that you guys made the joke, like, once or twice at the beginning and then moved on. Man, I'm kind of disappointed in you. Well, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I was, for, I think for the first time in the entirety, well, no, second time. First time was when we had uh, John on. Oh, um, yeah. Yep. But for the second time in this... Ow! Sorry. I'll, I'll tell you about that in a moment. Um, but for the second time in the entirety of this show, and for the third, to- third time restarting the statement, um, <laughs> I was actually focused on trying to have the show as good a quality as possible simply because I was like, oh, crap, I'm actually leaving it this time. That means I have to do good. <gasps> Man, maybe I should give you the, like, illusion that you're leaving it all the time so that you bring your A-game. No. No? No. You'd probably catch on pretty quick, too, because you're an intelligent young man. Well, I mean, if I'm allowed to have beer, then you might be able to fool me, but... (laughs) But then we wouldn't have A-grade anyway. Well, we'd have A-grade, it just wouldn't be A-grade. Yes, right. Oh, I get it. Okay, I understand. That's... Okay, good. (laughs) But so the owl thing is... On my neck, I have um, just... A hickey. Well, I mean, a couple of those, too, but... So, do you remember when we had Sonya on? Yes. And we both took off our shirts for that episode. Yes. And I didn't realize until after the episode was done and I went to the bathroom that I had a giant, really dark hickey on my shoulder that I didn't know was there, but obviously everybody could see it. No... I actually didn't notice it at all either. Damn! Oh man, forget I said anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I just have um actually just some rubbing because I had a concert today up in Matamita and the the stupid collar for my tux hurts like right. a mofo, especially after I've recently shaved, which I did for this big dance that I went to yesterday. We'll just blame the collar. We'll blame the collar. Yeah. So, we got some listener feedback, thanks to the fact that I was listening, uh, and, and I had some, I, I guess we'll call them criticisms. Um, you so know. Admittedly, one of them, I, I'm so sad in myself for not having caught that. I think I know which one you're talking about. Um, but so, first thing that I noticed was when you guys were talking about uh, Arkham Knight, the new, you know, uh, Batman game, when you were talking about the fact that uh, the title doesn't refer to Batman but to a new character, I think you guys seem to be talking about, like, which which existing DC character could it be, but uh, it's actually, like, an entirely new character, like, oh. brand new that Rocksteady is making specifically for this game. Huh. Which I didn't know was allowed, but apparently they can do that. I mean, I guess if you pay enough money for the rights to things, you can do anything you want <laughs> with the IP. So is this next one the one that you were, uh, like, dang it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you guys mentioned uh, maybe Deadpool could show up, but yeah, no, he's Marvel. Uh, he's not going to be in a Batman game ever. How the hell could I have missed that? Unless, unless like either DC or you know Marvel goes the di- the direction of like Sega, and then uh, you know, <laughs> and then Sonic starts showing up in Mario games, kind of thing. And they turn out to be kind of crap games. Well, except for Brawl. Yeah. Wait. Well, what other Mario games has he been in? Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I've never experienced those, but I can tell you just from the title, it sounds like crap. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, yes, that does come out near my birthday. Hey, I'm glad you noticed. <laughs> I forgot which one that was talking about. You're, you're that, as bad as referencing... That was, that was Batman, still. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're, you're as bad as keeping an arc to things and letting us know what you're talking about with your comments as the Bayleaf is. Okay, the, um, I can accept that, and I'll try to do better next time. <laughs> and I'm sure that Andrew will try to do better next time, too. Um, oh, so, when you guys were talking about... Too much music again. <laughs> Did you ever respond to that email? I was going to, but then I was like, it's not worth the trouble. Okay. You're not uh, worth the trouble, Bayleaf. Ooh, ooh, shots have been fired. <laughs> and if he tries to say anything on the show, I'm not going to listen to it. <laughs> so you're just completely immune, aren't you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. This is, okay, this is a great network that we have going here. Um, <laughs> so when you guys were talking about uh, The Walking Dead, um, I noticed... Uh, Somebody, somebody mentioned that it's like has a lot of it's like uh, quick time event driven, which isn't really the case. It's it's really a point and click adventure game, and then quick time events are what happens during any combat, which isn't all that often. Okay. Um, so yeah, just wanted to clarify that. I um, guess I just remember there being a lot of QTEs from the little bit that I've played, which has not been much. You know, the funny thing about that abbreviation, too, is that all of the QTEs involve the keys Q and E. And that's about it. Like, it's mashing Q until you get enough to hit E, and then you're done. <laughs> I mean, they're, 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 there's not that many of them. They're, they're kind of small, and they're rather endearing, so can we start calling them cuties? <laughs> I, I mean, as long as they're not too obnoxious. Because when cuties get obnoxious, then they're terrible. Especially if you feed them after midnight or throw them in water. <laughs> so, uh, also, thanks, Ryan, for cutting off that philosophical debate that was about to break out on the show. Uh, <laughs> Did you hear that? I was start, starting to wor- worry a little bit when listening. Austin, did you hear what? that? No, I, I, I'm murdering things. <laughs> My hearing is impaired when I'm in the process of killing. Murdering things philosophically, I hope. Yes, you can quote um, me on that. <laughs> um, no, it's just they, they, they. He cut off the philosophical debate that we had on the show, and there was much rejoicing. Yeah. Um, I did like the uh, your choice of main topic because that's something that you know I can't contribute okay. to a lot, but perfect, perfect, something that definitely needs to talk, be talked about because there are a lot of card-based video games now. And as I mentioned, I know that that's something that he really, really likes. So mm-hmm. I figured that if I was going to have a guest and have something um, and be running it by myself, I might as well play to the strengths of the people who I know. called utilizing your resources. It's called delegation. That too. And we're good at that because we're going to be directors. Hey. Hey. hey! Anyway, continuing. Also, 
since uh, Neon Pegasus is the theme song of the universe, well, not theme song, but their favorite song on that on that show, it seems appropriate that our favorite uh, song is "I Take a Look at My Enormous Penis." Which, Though uh, it might not be enough of an innuendo because it's pretty blatant, but there you go. Well, I mean, we can have blatant. We have pretty damn decently blatant things on here too. True. Um. So yeah, that's those basically what I noted while uh, listening to the episode. It was a lot of fun. I um I don't usually listen to our episodes all the way through, but obviously this one I did, and I actually listened to it with Sonia because we were, like, eating breakfast at her parents' cabin. Ah. Uh, what did she think of it? Uh, she, <laughs> she was the one who brought up to me that Deadpool is Marvel, actually. <laughs> like, I did notice it, but yeah, she was the one who, like, was like, hey, that's wrong. Well, I guess uh, tell her thanks for the catch. I will. Maybe I'll do that right now. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're doing that, um, I'll just tell everybody else. All right. So if you're not listening to this on the website, um, if you want to go in and click on any of the links to find out more about anything that we talk about on this show, feel free to head on over to the website. That's thenexus.tv, and this particular episode is 8-bit number 70, so thenexus.tv slash EB70. Very eloquently said. <laughs> well, so, you know, I am training to be a voice actor. Come very on. good. And, and you're going to be auditioning to be a voice actor soon. Well, that's why I'm so, training for it. There you go. Um, so first article that I found was uh, Frozen Endzone, which is the next game from the makers of Frozen Synapse, is now available through Steam Early Access. So if you enjoyed Frozen Synapse, you'll probably want to go and check that out. Yeah. And you really liked Frozen Synapse, right? I did. Um, I'm not as excited about Frozen Endzone because it's, like, football-based, and I'm not super uh, excited about sports games. But sports. Ah! <laughs> it actually does make a little bit more sense for, you know, their, their simultaneous turn-based strategy to be in the context of a football-like sport because, you know, then it's like you're calling plays and telling your, you know, your players what they're going to do, and then they go and do it. Whereas in Frozen Synapse, it was, yeah, you're telling, like, gun people what to do with their guns and where to run and around and stuff, but that doesn't make nearly as much sense. Yeah. Excuse me. No, no. Okay. All right, so I have mixed feelings about this next one. Mm. The Witcher 3 is being delayed by a couple of months, so that means that release is now expected in February 2015. So I like that and I don't like it. I don't like it because I'm, that means I have to wait longer, but I like it because that means I actually have a little bit more time to actually finish the games. And actually, at least it's only a couple of months. Yes. And, yes. you know, not like half a year or something. Unlike, what was it, Watch Dogs? How far did Watch Dogs get pushed? Wa- Watch Dogs is coming out in May, um, which is problematic because soon after that we'll be at camp. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have our, our summer hiatus. You know what else was problematic? Hmm. Titanfall coming out this week because I was at home and not around my computer. (laughs) And it was sad because KD was playing Titanfall and I couldn't play it. Well, I have a different game to work on for now. That's true. That's true. How's that going, by the way? Um, well, not so good. I had a midterm this past Friday and it was in my most difficult class, so all my effort went to that instead. Sorry, and then the, when I did try and play it, it crashed three times within a couple of hours. <clears throat> Actually, more than three times. And part of it was I would get the start menu up, the, la- the little launcher up, 
Then I would click play, and the whole thing would just crash, and I ended up having to actually update Windows or games for Windows Live. So, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. It's an adventure <laughs> so far. That would be an interesting review. Like, oh, I couldn't get the game running. Oh well. Well, yeah. Oh well, time to go play Deus Ex instead, which actually got more votes. So people actually <laughs> kept up. Well, no, it didn't get more votes than. Okay, so the entire thing got a few more votes after we had actually closed voting, because mm. I hadn't actually closed voting on the poll itself until a little while later, and um, uh, we ended up actually with five votes. We ended up with the definitive win uh, for Fallout Three of five votes, as compared to Deus Ex's four votes. Okay. Okay. Um, so we we chose well with the random choosing. <laughs> Fate um, was on our side. But if we can't get Fallout Three to work, then I will just go to Deus Ex instead. Fair enough. So, Tim Schafer has revealed that Costume Quest 2 is coming this Halloween. It will be the first sequel that Double Fine has made ever. And I didn't realize that they had never made any sequels, but, you know, now that you think about it, it's like, wow, yeah, they they haven't. All of their games have been original games. Huh. Which is crazy to think about. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, all the OC. That I can't even imagine how hard that would be to think up everything for brand new story, brand new characters, brand new world, brand new mechanics. Similar art styles, of course. Yeah, of course. Because Always. LucasArts must live on. And we love the art styles. So, I mean, oh well. <laughs> what are we going to do? <laughs> Alright, um, speaking of art styles that we particularly enjoy, remember when several years ago it used to be Will It Run Crisis? Well, now it's Will It Run Crisis 3. Yes. 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 And now, for those of you who didn't want to pay the stupid amounts for Windows OS or just decided to like modding, apparently Crytek is bringing support for CryEngine to Linux, um, and they'll be showing it off at the GDC. Pretty exciting stuff. Mm-hmm. So GOG, which is good old, good old games, uh, a games retailer... Their two core values have always been selling DRM-free games and selling those games at the same price globally, which are pretty good ideals, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we all can get behind that. Um, yeah. Well, they decided that that since the, the second one, you know, selling at the same price globally kind of pissed off a lot of publishers, and those publishers sometimes refused to work with GOG, um, they started giving ground on that front in order to, you know, offer more games in their store and offering, still offering those games DRM-free, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but this kind of pissed off the community, like, a lot. So they've come up with a solution. They are going to be selling all games uh, based on, you know, the U.S. price, and they will take the loss themselves. So if you're, if you're in some other country where normally that game costs more, It'll be listed as costing more, but then you'll get like store credit uh, back for the difference. Hmm. So it's it's good guy, good old game. So G G G O G. Yes. <laughs> we may have gone overboard with that acronym. I, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. All right. No, it's go Anyway. <laughs> I'm glad we're being accurate here. <laughs> Well, we have to. That, that's our whole thing is we want to be make sure that what we're delivering is accurate. At <laughs> accurate, very least, truthful, and serious. unbiased, completely unbiased PC Gamer Master Race. <laughs> totally. <laughs> and, and I mean, that completely unbiased is why I have that article there about the um, 
the razor blade. Ah, yes. Yes, of course. <laughs> and we totally don't only pull from, like, three news sources. No, never. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> anyway, speaking of news, um, here's a new twist on how war is depicted in video games. Ooh. In This War of Mine, you will be playing as a group of civilians trying to survive in a city under siege. During the day, you will have to stay in your shelter waiting for the cover of night to scavenge for supplies. You'll also have some tough decisions to make regarding who in your group will survive. It is being made by Eleven Boot Studios, the group behind the Anomaly games. I really like that premise. Like, it sounds really cool. I I think it'll be a great game. I would just absolutely hate playing it because I despise making those decisions behind. All right, <laughs> you have to die now. Oh, or you're more valuable than you. I, I can't do that. I love The Walking Dead. That's <laughs> <laughs> all I have to say about that. Yeah. So Valve is once again making it clear that they want everyone to be able to move away from Windows by, re- by releasing an OpenGL translator. So what this does is it takes calls to Direct3D, which is, you know, DirectX... Uh, uh, code, and it'll make equivalent calls for OpenGL. Understandably, this is built for the source engine, but, you know, they've just put it up on GitHub for everybody to take and tinker with it and try and make it work with other engines as well. Holy cow. So so, so Google is starting to be rivaled in Valve. Google is like the great overlords, and Valve is sort of like the underdog people who are taking over the underground. I, I Well, okay, so I'd say that Google... So Valve is doing what Google did quite a while ago, but Valve is doing it specifically with the gaming industry, you know. I suppose. And Google hasn't really hit the Google the the gaming industry except for the fact that Android is a wonderful gaming platform. But yeah. Yeah. I suppose. All right, now 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 Buck, how many years of Spanish have you taken? Uh 13. 13. Okay. So if I mispronounce this, please correct me. So, Campo Santo. Perfect. Perfect? Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um, an indie studio founded last year by veterans from Telltale and Clay? Clay Entertainment. They made um, Don't Starve. Oh. Yep. Has announced their first game, Firewatch. In it, you play as Henry, a man who has left behind his tumultuous life to work in the Wyoming wilderness as a fire lookout. Your only human contact is the supervisor, Delilah. I like that name, Delilah. <laughs> over a two-way radio. That's pretty much all we know about it right now. But I do like, you know, the the screenshots that they've posted uh, on their website. It looks like a nice, clean uh, um, uh, art direction. You know, very very colorful, very kind of flat though. Um, I kind of I like it. It looks pretty. Wait, where's the um? I clicked on the firewatchgame.com link that we have in the show notes, but where are the screenshots? Well, so you've got a big giant one right there on the landing page, right? Wait, that's a screenshot? Yeah, that's like that's, that's well, I don't know if it's a screenshot of the game, but it's an example of like what the uh, what the art direction is going to look like. I think some somewhere down there, oh, if you click on the blog, I think they have a, a post with several actual screenshot screenshots somewhere in there, maybe, I don't know. Also, I enjoy this. I clicked on the facts looking for more things. What is your studio spirit animal? Red panda. A red cat bear, if you prefer that name. <laughs> red cat bear. Nice. 
Ooh. Uh, Ooh, we have new hardware coming in. New hardware. So NVIDIA has come out with their 800M series of laptop GPUs. They're actually available now. In addition to the you know expected performance boosts and battery life improvements, they are bringing Shadowplay and Shield streaming to laptops for the first time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the, um, originally Shadowplay and streaming to devices like the Shield was, you know, exclusive to desktops with uh, GTX 600 or 700 um, GPUs because, you know, it requires a specific encoder that is included on those graphics cards. Um, and so I, I kind of assumed that it was never going to come to laptops, but they're also bringing Shadowplay and Shield streaming to the 700M and 600M cards. Uh, so apparently those cards already had, you know, that encoder built in. They just didn't have it enabled yet for that kind of use. But I'm not complaining. It's pretty cool. What? Yeah. Oh, no, that... I mean, I'm not looking to buy a laptop anytime soon, but... No. For but, I mean, maybe, maybe we'll see, like, Jonas uh, recording some of his gameplay or something now, because he has a, a 600M. Yeah. Oh. oh, my gosh, that feels great. Sorry, I just opened up a window. I was mildly <laughs> concerned to do it at first because there looks to be a dried bird splat, bird poop splat that came through the screen, but we're okay. Yummy. Yummy, 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 I've got love in my tummy, and it feels like I'm loving you. Oh, gosh, do you remember back at Murray when the rock band sang that song? Vaguely. I remember more that they uh, played uh, Iron Man, and there was somebody in a big cardboard robot suit that was like had tinfoil all over it to make it look like silver robot thing. That was probably Dr. Putnam. Or not Dr., sorry, Mr. <laughs> Dr. Putnam. Dr. Putnam, wow! <laughs> Giving him high accolades here. He's nowhere near that yet. <laughs> oh, man. I don't think so, anyway. I could be wrong. If he is, then I apologize for offending him. But if not, anyway. Um, so, continuing on. <laughs> Alright, so, one of my very favorite things to talk about. Humble Bundle! So the company behind it, Humble, is having a very special bundle right now to support Brandon Boyer. Excuse me. Chairman of the Independent Games Festival, who was recently diagnosed with cancer. Any extra money that comes in over his medical bills will be donated to cancer research. So it's go help out a big wig in the gaming community. And what we help more so than the gaming community, we actually donate to a really good cause. Mm-hmm. I like this. I like this a lot. So, China. You've heard of China, right? It's that big country over there somewhere in Asia. Uh, they will be getting a new console called the Funbox. Uh, and this is, you know, China has had a, a ban on consoles for the most part for, like, the last 12 years, and they're just now lifting it. Um, the last console that they had was the iQ, which was a version of the N64 that had 14 games available for it. So let's hope that this fun box gets more games than that. So so which games were those 14 games? I don't know, but um I think like they they were actually most of them I think were Nintendo published ones. Yeah. Though I, bad for a day. I think Nintendo had to go through a Chinese publisher to do it because weird international commerce things. Every one of the 14 ones was Conker's bad for a day. <laughs> I, you know, I'd be Just okay with different that. Color schemes. <laughs> All right. Um, so, Valve has shown off their latest version of the Steam controller. 
It still has the big trackpads in place of analog sticks, but it now has A, B, X, and Y buttons, just like an Xbox controller, as well as directional buttons. The buttons are apparently analog, which is something the DualShock 3 tried and most games didn't use. The back of the controller is probably still unchanged. I kind of like it that they that they put the A, B, X, and Y buttons on there, you know, in place of their, we're going to make something completely new, because most games that, you know, have controller uh, uh, support, yeah, yeah, built in, assume that you're going to have, you know, the A, B, X, and Y buttons. So if you're on a PC and you're trying to, like, use a DualShock and you're seeing these, you know, guides to prompts on the screen to, you know, that's a hit A or hit Y, it's like, well, no, I need to now translate that in my mind to what it means in terms of square, triangle, X, and and circle. Yeah, circle. Yeah. But it's better than nothing. You know? But yeah, Gavin, yeah. Gavin is making good moves, and, but recently it seems like, mm-hmm. and this and the stuff that we talked about earlier. Oh, also, of course, it doesn't have the trackpad, but we knew that that was going to be the case for uh, for a while now. Yeah. So, Respawn, they made Titanfall, right? And they made Titanfall for the Xbox One and the Xbox 360 and for the PC. So, pretty much, it's like a Microsoft exclusive, right? Well, apparently, they're talking to Aspire, uh, you know, a company that basically lives on porting games to Mac, and they're going to probably come out with a Mac version eventually. So, not a Microsoft exclusive after all. Whereas Valve gains power, Microsoft loses power. As is shown in with the death of games for Windows Live. Yeah. But I think we all knew that that was kind of ill-fated from the beginning. Yeah. Especially <laughs> since nobody liked it from the beginning. <laughs> Except maybe Xbox people. But they didn't have anything as good as Steam. Anyway. Um, oh, yeah. This I'm interested in to see how it'll, how it'll work. Um, so, what's our favorite engine? Uh, source. Source. All right, actually, that's true. Uh, <laughs> what's our other favorite engine? Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. No, it's totally real. I, I promise you it's a real one. That's a lie. I think it's imaginary. Oh, gosh, that's right. Um, Sorry, okay, we're going to take a quick break here from the show just to quick, say a quick pun that my okay. roommate came up with. That we've, that we've been neglecting this entire time. What? I'm... I'm confused. This is highly irregular. What's going on? It is highly irregular. Also, Ryan, don't stop the recording. Um, <laughs> he never stops the recording. <laughs> but apparently, uh, so if you multiply you and me together, since we're both I, then do we become real? Oh. Oh. Well, then we're negative one, though. I don't like negativity. Neither do I, I suppose. I just but want still- everybody to be happy, because, you know, every little thing is going to be all right. But, I mean, whenever I'm without you, I tend to be rather irrational. That's, well, I don't know that, actually, because you're not around me when you're not around me. Sarah, how irrational am I? Very. Very. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the judge has spoken. The judge. All right. So, Unreal. What? So, Unreal. Unreal. Yeah. So, so, so no longer, uh, so now we're talking about I. Um, anyway, uh, Unreal. Unreal 4, um... It will be running in Firefox without any plugins. Which is a pretty exciting thing, because plugins are kind of obnoxious things to have to deal with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Especially, you know, when, well, I mean, it doesn't really help my Chromebook, since my Chromebook doesn't run Firefox. But, you know, on a device like that, where you can't really, 
install plugins, uh, you know. <laughs> Very nice. Um, but yeah, I mean, plugins, just in general, they're another layer to go through. We don't want to have to deal with those. Agreed. They are obnoxious. So, Steam. Steam. We, we know that they are opening it up as a self-publishing platform, as, as we, uh, mentioned last last week um you know probably be something similar to like the the play store or you know the app store um as part of that valve is introducing the ability for users to report products for several reasons among them are you know legal infringement like if you if you have a game that already exists that you know somebody just ripped off you can report it or if there's offensive content in there or if it's pornography yes which i mean makes sense um, but what about games that have those in there sort of unintentionally? What do you mean unintentionally? Well, okay, maybe the legal infringement might be mildly unintentional. Um, but like the offensive content or, well, actually I don't know how you'd be able to get those in there unintentionally. But I'm thinking like some of the Rockstar games. Right, I suppose, well, yeah. But I mean, but they were already rated mature. Yeah. Like, I feel like big games like that don't have to worry. This is specifically about people who are self-publishing things on Steam, you know, that haven't gone through any rating system uh, and are not what they claim to be, essentially. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes a lot more sense. See, apparently even when I'm with you, I'm rather irrational. Um, no, that was a legitimate question. Okay. And I actually had to think about the answer. So big ups. Guy. <laughs> I can think, but no, 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 no. Anyway, um, all right, so last week, what did we talk about as our main topic? Uh, uh, trading card-based games. Yes. Do you remember what the big one was that I had awesome rambling on about for ten minutes? Heart, well, Hearthstone, of course, of course, because other than Magic the Gathering, that's the only one that I had heard of before, before that episode. Yes. So Hearthstone... Um, as of last week, it was in a full beta, or full full beta. Beta. <laughs> I can speak. I, I haven't even had any alcohol tonight. I refused it because I was driving. Good. Uh, good. Very good. <laughs> I'm glad we have at least that much sense. <clears throat> I'm not completely irrational, apparently. Um, so Hearthstone. Hearthstone. Uh, so it was in full beta. Um, sorry, it was in open beta, not full beta. Open beta. Last week, it is now within the course of this past week. It is left um, open beta and is now in full release. Um, it's still completely free to play. The only difference is that it's now officially there. I think it's sort of like Dota 2 in that way. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, go play it. I'm probably gonna start sometime soon after I finished with Fallout 3. You know, the funny thing about the Dota 2 release that I remember is. Um... So, you know, like, you had to get, like, an invitation key or whatever during the beta to get in. Yeah. And then they announced that it was being released, and it was, you know, free-to-play and everything. But for a while, you still had to get, like, an invitation key to get into the fully released game. And I think they were doing that to, like, not overwhelm their servers or something. But yeah. it was really bizarre, because it was like, okay, well, what's the difference between being released and not being released now? Hmm. Uh, hmm. Paper, ink. We what? Why would we use paper and ink? Uh, well, I'm Unless pretty sure that paper legal stuff uses paper and ink. R I'm confused. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Filling so, out the paperwork, but be between for making something 
officially oh, released. Gotcha. Right. Otherwise, other than just in development. Right. Um. So Titanfall. We. Yeah. I I like Titanfall. I haven't played it since the beta, but I'm going to soon. Um. Apparently, see, there's my word again. Apparently, Apparently. they will be getting a companion app. No details on timing or features yet. You know, just one of their one of Respawn's guys kind of answered some questions on Twitter, and he was like, "Oh yeah, we're totally making a, a companion app. Don't worry about it." That sounds pretty awesome. Oh my god. <laughs> I remember that word. I bet you didn't know, think that that one was going to come back and haunt you. I had forgotten about that word until just now. Honestly, <laughs> that was that, what was that? That was junior high. Something that, like that. That was from Jummies. Man. Just to show everyone listening how long we've known each other and how far our inside jokes go back. Good times. And farther than that. <laughs> we could probably start singing Raffi songs together. Going back to focus on fours. ECFE. Oh, gosh. Yeah. I don't want to sing about the stupid polar bear in the frigid air. <laughs> well, he's dummy getting himself stuck in there. Why don't you talk about, like, a razor blade instead? Razor blade. All right. That bear needs a shave. All right. Um... So, uh, Razor, they talked about, uh, or not they talked about, they released, what was it, last year? Um, yeah, it's been out for at least a year, because they've had a couple of different versions of it so far. Yes. Um, their whole big thing is, oh, it's thinner than a dime by 0.1 inches. Um, 0.01, I think. Yeah, 0.01, sorry, yeah, you're right. Which is actually still pretty dang thin for a gaming laptop. Oh, yeah. Um, and all that fun stuff. Uh, they recently came out with a new one, and I think it was to get back at some of the Macs, the MacBook Air or something like that. There was something that was boasting about being super light and being the strongest super light computer out there for its size. And that sounds that like a, a MacBook thing to boast about, yeah. Well, Razer has decided to blow it out of the water again, uh, and one of the first things that they are um, talking about that they're really excited about um, is that they have something called Quad HD for their pixels. Their screen is 3,200 by 1,800 pixels, crammed into a 14-inch screen. Yeah, so so this is in between 1440p and 4K, because uh, 4K is taking a 1920 by 1080 screen and you know doubling how many pixels are on each side, so quadrupling the total number of pixels, right? Yeah. Uh, and then this one, this one that they have here, does the same thing except that it's starting with, you know, a 1600 by 900 screen and doubling the number of pixels on each side. In a 14-inch display. On a 14-inch display, yes. So, considering that it's a 14-inch display, that is like, holy crap. <laughs> yeah. So, it's it's rather pretty. Um, and, I mean, let's see, the some of the other stuff that it came out with. Let's see, i7... Um, up to 3.2 gigahertz i7. Uh, GTX 870M. Yep, so that's one of the the 800 series that just came out. So it's real nice. Um, flash storage. That's always 18 good. 18 gigabytes of fast. Well, also okay. So 18 gigs, uh, not 18 gigs. Sorry, 8 gigs of um RAM, and then just a half half terabyte of storage. Um. I don't so, know. Oh, and it I has just, a, it has an uh oh wait no oh god that that half half a terabyte mm-hmm. it's all solid state yeah that's what they mean by flash storage yeah yeah hey look at that 
So I just went and calculated out uh, the pixel density of that screen. That's 262 pixels per square inch, which is, you know, comparable to high-end smartphones from a few years ago. Yeah. So it, it's still really nice, though. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, having having cell phone quality screens on laptops is the direction that I want us to be going in, for sure. Yes. There you go. iPad Air. Okay, wow, yeah, nice. Also, I'm a little scared. They have a buy now thing up in the right-hand corner, and I'm, I, I, I almost want to see how much it costs, but I don't at the same time. It's uh, it's in the... It, I think it's above $2,500, if I remember correctly. Uh, I, I was, know. I was hoping that it, they... Kept it down, you know, near two thousand dollars, but it's 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 a several hundred more than that. Especially if you go for more than like you know the one hundred and sixty-eight gigabyte version or whatever. All right, so the five twenty gigabyte version, the top end of the line version, um, that is twenty seven hundred. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. It is nice. It's I mean that's pretty much the nicest that they come at this point. Yeah. I don't think even Alienware has that beam. Well, especially not in the form factor, because Alienwares are humongous brick things. That's you, true. That you can't take with you anywhere. Nope. Well, I don't know. There was that one guy in our TOK class. Somebody had an Alienware? I think so. Or really? it was a Razer. It was a giant gaming laptop that looked like if, as soon as you were done, it would just go poof, and there would be steam that came Oh, out. right. I think that was an Asus. Maybe. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Like one of the one of their earlier uh, Republic of Gamers laptops. Yeah. By the way, ridiculous. That, thing, that thing was a beast too. And I mean, like, like Vera, you know, my Sony Vio was at the time kind of on the slimmer side for a gaming laptop, but by no means was it, you know, a, a overly portable laptop. No. It was it was large. Yeah. And part of that was the fact that it was a 16-inch screen, so it was you know hard enough to fit into a backpack because of the square footage of it. Yes, that. She does she didn't have curves, she had, you know, corners. <laughs> we'll just go with that. So Madonna? Uh what? <laughs> Madonna was notorious for in the eighties wearing those stupidly big corset things with like the boobs that were I don't know, like Russian spires. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't live through the eighties. So I Actually they were that. pointier than Russian spires. Because <laughs> that's attractive. Actually, it was like that big egg-shaped building in Dubai. That was one of Madonna's boobs. Just one of them. What did the other one look like? Yeah, the same thing, but there's only one of those in Dubai. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, speaking of controllers, uh, we have seen some images of an Amazon-branded controller leaked by the Brazilian FCC. I mean, they're not actually called the FCC, but it's basically the FCC in Brazil. Um, the layout is pretty much exactly the same as an Xbox controller, but they also have some media buttons, so, you know, play, pause, forward, backward, etc., and a trio of home, back, and menu buttons that look a lot like Android. Um, so the theory is that this will come with, you know, the rumored Amazon set-top box, and that that will run some form of Android, similar to, you know, the, the Kindle Fires. Um it probably won't be compatible with Windows, but it uses Bluetooth, so I don't know. Maybe maybe it'll use uh, you know whatever that that format is called, like X input or something. Um, you're the you're the CS major, not me. Eh, it's all techno stuff. I don't care. You techno you 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 techno turd you. <laughs> 
I know enough to get by. Fine, Ryan is the Technothurge. The rest, I can just, you know, just whatever. Ryan, you are a Technothurge. That is your new title. You're no longer the Ghost. You have been upgraded into a Technothurge. Where is Thurge coming from? What does that mean? Um, uh, I believe it's someone who manipulates technology with their mind, essentially. So a thaumaturge is someone who manipulates temperatures and cold and icy things with their mind. Okay. Whereas Technoturge is Ryan. Maybe he can be like a, a, a electrobender or something. I don't know. You know, like Avatar. Yeah. Instead of, a, instead of a waterbender, he can bend things that use electricity. I don't know. I don't know, but Technoturge sounds way more badass. It sounds like turd. It sounds like <laughs> you're talking about poop. So Ryan is a Technoturd. He is the shit of the technology world. Yes. Ryan, you are the shit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh. <laughs> All right, so moving on to slightly more... Actually, the, my brain just went to the completely wrong place. I was going to say, let's go someplace a little bit more dignified. Then I saw the word flame in this, and it was, for some reason my mind went to lighting farts on fire. Uh, now, continuing. Your mind is highly predictable. <laughs> That's why I work at a Cub Scout camp? Sure. Okay. I guess. So that kids can enjoy it more. So what's going on with Flames? Flames. All right. So RPG, uh, Bound by Flame. It looks like it's going to be a decent amount of fun. It's not supposed to be super open world. Um, but at the same time, it looks um, filled with about as much nope and as much cool-looking nope as Dark Souls, um, mm. though not quite to the same level and extent that Dark Souls is full of. Um, epic nope, I suppose. I don't know. By, by nope, do you just mean, like, difficulty? Like, things that will kill you? Uh, I mean monsters. Okay. That are just like, okay, I don't want to fight that now. Going away, nope. <laughs> so, how did we find out about this? This is, uh, who's making it? Um, it is made by Spiders Studios. I've never heard of them, actually. Okay. Um, but all I know is that the screenshots look absolutely gorgeous. Um, let's see. Uh, wow, this is coming out soon, so it just kind of snuck up on us here. May 9th. Nice. Let's see. There's a few people who have um commented. Annihilation Gaming um has been the one that's been kind of antagonizing them the most. So they ask, um, here's the million-dollar question. Giving Spider Studios track record. I played Mars Wars Logs on PS3. It was good, solid, and very fun and worth its price. However, they do these guys do not know anything about grammar. Um, but it was on the short side. Also, I'm mentioning that the people who don't know anything about grammar are Annihilation Gaming TM. Their, their grammar sucks on, this con- on these comments. Um, it, but it was on the short side? That has a question mark. <laughs> less than 40 hours, any diehard RPG fan will tell you any less than 48 hours is not much of an RPG. Well, if you're going to base it based on quantity as opposed to quality, then you're really not an RPG fan. Um, they can't all be Dark Souls or Skyrim clocking over 80 hours or more? After this appointment with South Park's Stick of Truth being a game you could have rented for the weekend and beaten... Okay, you know what? I'm screw reading these guys' comments. They're obviously idiots. Because the Stick of Truth was meant to be played over and over again um, for various things, and apparently the the completionist playthrough does take quite a long time, but if you just want to power through the story, you can do that as well. 
according to a friend who I've had that's played it. Um, as I said, if you're going to talk about quantity instead of quality, then you obviously have no idea what a good game is, so piss off. <laughs> and also, learn to spell. If you use the word, or if you use the letter U instead of U in a comment, I automatically disregard your ability to, well, think. Continuing. Putting down the hammer there. <laughs> I will not be beaten by lesser journalists. So, well, I, I don't know if any of them would describe themselves as journalists, but... Well, no, he said something about... Okay, there's another comment where he mentioned something, and I quote, um, journalistic integrity. That's a pretty highfalutin phrase there. Let's see. Care to answer will or what will be the bigger waste of money? Just in all... It's just forward money. Anyway, um, I'm going to keep pushing the issue, so you might as well give in an answer. Because once I find out, and I will make sure to tell you public, like any good reporter would. It's a little thing called journalistic integrity. <laughs> I love your like literal reading of exactly what the comment says, because it's impossible to understand <laughs> which is what the comment is. <laughs> Oh, I mean, man. we're intelligent enough that we can piece together what this guy is trying to say, but he's, at the very least, not very articulate. Mm-hmm. So, have you ever, you know, wanted to just kind of rent a digital game for a while, you know, the way that you could from, like, Blockbuster or whatever? Um, yes, because th that's how I started out. Gaming really was, well, a lot of gaming was Blockbuster. We would rent the game systems as rewards and then rent the games. Yeah. Uh, now there's Gamefly for that sort of thing. Yep. Well, uh, they usually work with still with the physical copies of them, right? I think so, yeah. though. I know that they do have digital stuff. I've actually bought, because you can buy games through them as well. That's where I have my right. um, copy of Crisis was through them, because I got it as like a $5 deal that someone brought to my attention. I think it was actually Jesse Laudy on Skype thing. Yep. So... Um... Apparently, PlayStation Now, you know, the game streaming service that's coming sometime this summer, uh, they'll have the option for you to rent games for one, seven, or 30 days. Those purchase options have actually appeared on the PSN store, like, you know, the live store, but they currently don't do anything. Like, they'll add, if you, if you try to add a game to your cart with, you know, with that, the renting option selected, it won't actually, you know, do anything meaningful. Hmm. But we know it's coming, so... Yeah, keep an eye on that, your PS3 people. <laughs> All right, um, so speaking of the PlayStation, so the price of the PlayStation 4 will be rising $50 in Canada. The price of peripherals will also go up, and retail games have already been bumped up to $65. They tell us it is because of changing market conditions, which seems pretty wishy-washy to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what kinds of international commerce things are going on. Maybe there's more taxation for Japanese goods in Canada? Well, but if there was more taxation, then like, then that would happen during the taxation phase, right? Like, they wouldn't raise the base price by $50. It would just get taxed a bit more, right? I mean, like, importation taxes, like importation... Oh, sure. Maybe. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I hear that Canadians sometimes, you know, come down to America to buy things anyway because we have less taxes on things, so... Hmm. Yeah. 
I do, actually, I do remember, like, for example, when uh, we had the exchange students from Guatemala, they loved going to the Mall of America to buy things Yeah. for cheaper prices. Yeah. I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember um, Google doing that as well. I hope he's doing okay. I actually tried to check on him the other day just to see what he was doing, and I can't find him on Facebook anymore, mm. which is the only way that I had to keep up with him. And I, I would talk with him every now and then, but I... I hope everything's okay, just because he was, he seemed to be in a little bit of um, trouble back home with familial stuff, like his family had some enemies, and it was some actually, like, legitimately scary stuff. Wow. Oh, boy. So I I really hope he's okay. Well, you know what else is scary stuff? The stuff that Um, happens to characters, well, hormones, yeah. Especially for, for example, an 11-year-old girl who's in uh, Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, dear Lord. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I played The Walking Dead Season 2, Episode 2, uh, today, actually, right before this show, because I was gone for all week and uh, didn't couldn't play any other games. Um, of course. So you remember how the last episode I said, you know, it was kind of a, a setup episode and I wasn't really sure if, you know, Season 2 was going to be good or not because I, I didn't really, you know, have a good sense of it yet? I guess, yeah. Okay, episode two, holy cow, this was an enormous payoff for that setup. Um, Because, see, episode one didn't really, you know, let you get to know many of the characters that you were meeting, you know, in depth. Episode two really lets you get to know them as people, and I I found myself, you know, drawn to some of those characters and, you know, not to other characters, which is how it works in real life. The dominoes fell into place. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and the, I mean, in The Walking Dead, that's like the game fails if it doesn't have strong characters to, you know, for for you to interact with and for them to, you know, mess around with and make you care for them by uh, putting them in difficult situations, right? Um, yeah. yeah, they love doing that. Uh, in particular, so I'm not going to spoil anything, but in particular, like the last uh, 45 minutes, half an hour of this episode. Holy cow. Like, oh my gosh. I thought that I was prepared for anything that, like, Telltale could, could throw at me. You know, like, I've been through an entire season of The Walking Dead. I've, I've seen it all, right? Like, they, they can't, they, they can't come at me with anything that I haven't seen before. Nope. Surprises. Holy cow. Oh my goodness. Go play it now. <laughs> um, after so I good. play it through season one. Right, obviously, yes. Um, oh, I, I should note, it ends on a cliffhanger. Oh. So if you can't deal with cliffhangers, you might want to wait for C- episode three to come out. But that's probably, probably going to yeah, it. that's going to end on a cliffhanger too. Uh, so if you absolutely can't deal with cliffhangers, maybe you should just wait until the entire season's done. Uh, but then if you wait until that long, then I won't get to talk to you about it for a very long time. And I want to talk to people about it. I want to or be specific. Wait until well. Wait until Halloween. It'll probably come on sale during the Halloween sale. Um, well, it, it has also gone on sale at each time that they come out with a new episode. Ah. So that would be a good time to buy it if you want to wait for season three to, or episode three to come out. Yep. That would make sense. Um, or summer sale. Do they have an Easter sale? No. No. They have not yet commercialized that holiday. Go away. Which I'm okay with because... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have enough commercialization in this country as is. But good for consumers! Mm, Yay! Much more good for the people who 
put the stuff out there than the consumers. Well, they're part of this economy too. They're people. So, so corporations. Yeah, Valve has employees, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Valve itself, according to some people. Yeah. Well, yeah. Counts as a person. We can't speak to that, can we? Well, no. I don't know. All right. So hopping off this political train right now before it gets sticky. I don't even want to think of what a sticky train would be like. I was just trying to imagine, and... Hmm. It, it, it's a train wreck from Canada that was full of maple syrup. <laughs> because they were trying to escape the taxes? I guess. I don't know. Um, so did you uh, did you have any questions for me about it, specifically? Um, hmm. Hmm. I guess, how... How much do you think that your decisions from the first one affected what happened in this oh, one? So I actually have now encountered one of the characters from 400 Days, the the DLC, you know, that came in between the seasons. Um, so they weren't completely lying when they said that, you know, the decisions you make in that DLC are going to affect, you know, season two. Um, so I have met one of them. I haven't met any of the other, like... Five or however many there were um, yet, but I'm sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure. Given given you know the end of this episode, I know that I'm going to meet more of them. So how many times once they have the entirety of all the Walking Dead's out? Do you think you're going to go through and replay all these with different options? Oh my good, no, no, no! I'm not doing that at all because that would then like invalidate you know, the decisions that I made the first time. Because, for example, so in season one, there was one time when somebody got killed, and, like, two, two you know, conversation turns before that, I had the opportunity to defend them, you know, to, to say, no, they're not guilty, you know. But since I didn't have any proof, I went with the, like, just kind of in general saying, why are we arguing? Like, let's not be mean. Uh, and then they died. And I felt really, I was shocked. I felt really bad about it because I thought, what if this was my fault? What if I, what if I could have saved them by defending them? And I almost, I almost went and, you know, reloaded that and was, and, and replayed it to see if I could have saved them. But then I stopped myself and I was like, no, in real life, I don't get second chances. I can't go back. I have to live with this, and I have to live not knowing whether I could have saved them or not. You, you mean you really don't want to go back into a Chad Shepard playthrough? In The Walking Dead? Oh, yeah. man. Oh, God. Oh, I, would feel, I feel bad enough doing a Chad Shepard in Mass Effect. I can't imagine. I would probably, like... Ugh. Ugh. I would, feel, uh, I would never be able to forgive myself for doing the things that I would do in that. That's baby. Somebody uh, else would have screwed it up. Oh, sh- I still can't believe that you can shoot him. <laughs> I know his buttons. <laughs> you do. It's not right. You shouldn't use those. But I guess it's only fair since I can, you know, turn off my my ticklishness. So, <laughs> so now I have to bug you emotionally. Yes. So now I get to wreck you emotionally instead of physically. <laughs> We've moved to that point in our relationship, I guess. I suppose. (laughs) And it's all in good fun, too. Uh, I hope so. Mostly. I I hope that that knife isn't real. You know, you're not going to go cut yourself later. (sighs) 
As long as it doesn't get stuck in your crotch again. Well, um... That was a good moment. That was amusing. <laughs> Wait. So, let's get see. Imagine if I put it in there. <laughs> what's happening uh, before next week? Oh, no, what are you doing? You can't see it. Oh, wow, nice. <laughs> That's a nice invention. Anyway. Uh, so, let's see, this week we have GDC happening, that's the Game Developers Conference, I think, that's probably in, like, San Francisco or somewhere over there in California, um, Silicon Valley. Yeah, they love going over there. Uh, so, we'll have probably lots of highlights from that to talk about, um, I don't know, you might be done with Fallout 3 by next weekend, might, probably not, yeah, it's a Fallout game, it'll take a while. Um, I, I might have Thief... Uh, mostly done with, so I can probably review that. Um, no promises, but you know my schedule is starting to open up, especially since I have a I had a half semester class that ended before you know took the final for that right before going to uh, spring break. Mm. Um, so yeah, that oh oh we'll have to have somebody review Titanfall for us. Katie. Kate, yep, and I'll probably play some of it too, so I'll I'll contribute to that. That's still sixty. Is it still sixty bucks? Yep, of course. And it's not on Steam, so, you know, you can't just assume that it'll go to half price within, you know, four months or whatever. I know. And it looks so good! It does look so good. <sighs> Unfortunately, I, yeah, also because of Origin, I don't have a way to just gift you a copy without giving you my, my debit card information and letting you buy it on my debit card. <laughs> yeah, we'll just wait till the summer when I can afford it. Yeah. That's that's a pretty good plan. <laughs> that seems to be the plan for a lot of things right now. Right. Get money, dude. Which means that by the summer comes around, by, or by the time the summer comes around, at the end of the summer anyway, after I've made said money, it'll all be spent. So I've already got plans for it. Because, you know, your worth as a human being is determined by what you buy. Totally. Mm-hmm. Consumerism. Consumerism. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, everybody, for 8-Bit, where we uh, know the true value of people. Uh... <laughs> For what could you, ah, for what could equal the true value of a human soul? It's one of the um, it's one of the taboos of consumerism. Ah, okay. You 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 cannot transmute a human being for mm. consumerism. <laughs> so I'm Ian Buck. And I'm Ian Decker. Signing off. We have a random noise generator back in the room. So Nice. <laughs> wow. That sounds exciting. Okay, I, I thought you were going for like a, a pun or something by saying we only made one pie, so I was trying to figure something out. <laughs> I am Ian Decker, and I am rocking back and forth the whole show, but it's not as bad as Sam Roth's TV. It's funny because eight bits are in a bite. I'm going to take this and make it the roll in. Hmm. Hmm. Say what? Say that. Nah. No.